Hi everybody, I'm Jordan Lane Beverage, Cohort 2, MBCPL program, and this is my very first podcast. What I'm going to talk about today in this podcast is, specifically for uh, Professor Knopfel's uh, course, 5360 Lectures in Project Program and Portfolio Management, is I'm going to tell the story. How I became a better, more effective communicator during the time in the program, in my case as a manager. How I've changed as a communicator, what's made a difference for me during the program, and I'll give a few examples of my time during the program, uh, some from fellow students, some from the profs, and uh, we'll go on the journey together. I think everyone wishes that we could have done this together in, in the studio at AutoU, but you know, unfortunately COVID-19 had different plans for us, and it would have been far more entertaining to be making faces at Alex Gribben or laughing at Christian and Bachi or something. But anyway, guys, it is what it is. And uh, courage through these dark times. And let's get on our journey, specifically my journey, together. So how does one become a better communicator? Well, frankly, I think it starts with becoming a better listener. One of the first courses that we took in the NBCPL program was Self-Realization and Personal Development by Laurent Lapierre, NBCPL 5102. And we had a pretty decent amount of instruction on active listening. And active listening is really, it's a discipline, if anything, where you have to really concentrate on what the person you're speaking with is saying to you so that you can accurately answer the question, give direction, etc. Unfortunately, part of what I find to be the North American culture is in conversations, there are gaps sometimes that are perceived as hesitation or a lack of intelligence or a lack of understanding. And if you pause to think about everything that was just said to you, it's, uh, it can be perceived as just that hesitation or, or lack of understanding. Whereas active listening really wants you to focus on what's being said to you and prepare your answer accordingly. Instead of what a lot of people do, I find is they're either their head somewhere else or they're trying to formulate an answer as the person speaking to them. And that's that's not cool because you're not really giving the person who you're, is, you're engaged with your undivided attention. In my case as a manager, my folks who report to me are i'm asking them for updates all the time they're telling me about situations as they're evolving what they've been working on what not what they need what they don't want and if i'm not listening to them and i need to get them to repeat themselves a few times they're eventually going to stop coming to me or even stop listening to me but i'm not paying them that respect of really giving them my undivided attention by active listening well what's the point The next tool I learned in how to become a better communicator, more effective communicator as a manager, was understanding the audience. You got to know who your stakeholders are. You got to know the people that you're speaking to. And a lot of that background and understanding came out of two courses. Uh, the first was John Kaloff and Ika Lavagnon's course on strategic management of complex projects, as well as Dan Ross's course on uh, implementation of complex projects. Stakeholder management, stakeholder engagement uh, really gives you the opportunity to reach out and understand who it is that 
needs to be involved and understand who it is that you're supposed to be talking to. It's a bit of an iterative process. There's also the aspect of once you know who your audience is and you're engaging with them, different people have different needs. Senior management, for example, doesn't need a 45-minute detailed discussion on what it is you're going to do. They just need to know what it is you're going to do or what your proposed solutions are, what your options are, and how you came to it. Your own staff or your own colleagues might need a little bit more detail, a little bit more information. So you have to be cognizant not only of who your audience is, but of course, what their needs are. If you're not going to meet their needs in terms of efficiency of an answer or detail, required detail, required information, they're likely going to stop coming to you. And that would be unfortunate. So another way where I've become a more effective communicator as a manager is to employ, by employing a lot of the tools and techniques that the MBCPL program has, has taught me over the last three years. And I think of things like the rich picture, which is an illustrated development of, say, all the factors that go into your your given complex project. Uh, you can show the different interactions between the different factors, people, issues, what, you know, factors, whatever. And you can do it in such a way that it's, you know, you can put it onto a whiteboard, you can put it onto a, a picture, and you can explain it to whoever your audience is in such a way that well, they'll get it. They'll see just by looking, the visual, the, the picture is worth a thousand words part of it. It's, the visual is a very powerful tool and certainly being willing to share that with other people and get them into the habit, at least start thinking about the different interactions and maybe putting it onto paper because putting it into words sometimes when there's so many different balls in the air that are uh, interacting with each other can be quite difficult. The other uh, tools that I try and employ just, but more discreetly, um, soft system uh, methodology, you know, such as critical systems heuristics. When I'm trying to think about who is involved in a project or who should be and who's affected by a project and who isn't but should be or who's got skin in the game but doesn't have a voice at the table. Um, I, those are things that I consider when I'm trying to develop, whether it's, it's a, uh, a plan for a, a complex project or in the execution of a, of a complex project. I find that those tools and techniques certainly, and, and being able to explain whether it's the rich picture or critical systems heuristics, for example, to the audience, um, you have to bear in mind, as I said before, you got to know your audience, but you can use these tools and sort of present a bigger picture, but in a, in a fairly simple way. I certainly become a better communicator because I'm starting to embrace not just the tools or techniques or academic theory, but the technology that's out there now. I mean, when I started this program, I thought that PowerPoint was the only tool out there to make a presentation. And somebody mentioned to me like in the first week, let's use WhatsApp. And my, my initial reaction was, what's that? Like, I honestly, at the beginning of this program, I was really a caveman. When it came to um, the different technologies that are out there. Now, looking at different video conferencing media, like Duo or Zoom or Google Hangouts, Adobe Connect, whatnot, it's a really fascinating way to communicate with not just my classmates or the profs, but certainly with my own team now. If, well, in the, in the current COVID-19 days, we don't have a choice but to communicate by video, and I find that that's much more 
uh, effective as a tool than just a simple teleconference because you can see the people and you can read their body language and you also need to be aware of your own body language when you're having a conversation with people and in, again in the COVID-19 days it's probably best to comb your hair once in a while trust me I learned that one the hard way um, but the different technology out there in terms of file sharing video conferencing um, you know sharing data almost instantaneously like through uh, Google Docs I, it's fascinating to me and if you can communicate your information or ideas in what is a, an instant gratification world you know, almost instantly and you're, you're really keeping up with the times and you're also making sure that your your audience whether it's your your teammates or whether it's your uh, your, your colleagues your bosses or your employees they get everything that they need and they get it pretty much right away and they're all embracing technology so why wasn't i definitely one way where i've improved a lot how have i changed as a communicator i listen far more than i used to i mean two years one mouth that ratio i think that's a pretty good guideline to go through with when you're uh, when you're communicating with people and I, of course I learned so much more with my mouth shut than with it moving so that's certainly been an improvement um, I'm more focused on body language and tones of voice now than I ever used to be whether that's the people that I'm listening to or my own if I'm not getting what I want or hearing what I want to hear I need to remain professional and there's there's no value really in getting angry at somebody because quite clearly if they didn't give you what you wanted, say your employees, you didn't communicate it effectively. Or, you know, they didn't really understand and it's fine. We're all human. We're all going to make mistakes and frankly, mistakes are a great teaching tool, if anything. Um, the other way I've changed, as I mentioned before, is like I'm, I'm really far more willing to embrace technology than I used to be. The world's changing so much that you need to use technology in order to keep up and to transmit information. And it's a, it's an instant gratification world as well. Parliamentary requests have gone from an expectation of almost a week to a few days to same day turnaround in the 15 years that I've been with the federal government. And I only expect it to get quicker or they just expect far more detailed information. It's really interesting how that part of me has, has changed. The other way I've, I've changed as a communicator is I'm far more willing now to dive deeper into what's out there in social media. Not, not because I'm particularly interested in it, but I'm far better at sifting through the crap than I used to be. I find that a lot of the social media these days, is it can be sensationalist. It can be arming, especially in the days of the COVID-19 virus circulating the world and getting the real facts and helping my own folks get focused and stay focused on real good sources of information. It doesn't have to be about a virus, it can be about any of the engineering things that we do. Um, really encourage them to make use of their network, really encourage them to take the time to seek out fact from fiction and not to let you know sensational information or blown up information get them upset or get them excited everything that we need to do has to be fact-driven and fact-based and it's definitely it's a repetition of mine and i think it always will be is just to go out and and seek the truth and you know just ignore the crap it's basically it's background noise or static
as a communicator, what's made a big difference for me during the program? Definitely the profs and the students. Some of the best presentations I've ever seen in my career have been from my fellow students. The way that they've gotten up and they've talked about, let's just say that a workplace assignment they had last year or the year before, what they went through, their frustrations, their triumphs, and how in some ways were very, they put things together in a very simple manner just because they had an outside view and it made a big difference at whatever department that they were consulting at. I've also noticed that some things really don't work, whether it's the way that folks would be treated by, uh, say, a given prof, I don't mind saying that, Um, the level of effort that was obvious or the lack thereof by some uh, different people during the the course of the program in their presentations. Um, You can learn a lot from what you do like and as much from what you don't like and what you want to emulate moving forward. I, I like that way that that was presented. That was really simple and straightforward. That seemed to take too long, etc. And it's an experience that you go through and you begin to apply and, and continue to apply as you communicate. As I said, whether it's one-on-one conversation, whether it's a presentation or whether you're just in a group discussion, you find out by different experiences and being exposed to a lot of different folks, what works for you and what really doesn't. And you try and copy that, emulate it and apply it throughout the rest of your career. In conclusion, how have I improved as a communicator throughout this program? Tools, technology, techniques, embracing all of those things. the academic theories and being able to apply them in a way that it makes sense to the audience. Listening to your people is so important. And whether it's your employees or your colleagues or the people you work for, listening and understanding what the wants, needs, and requirements are gets you to the finish line, not necessarily faster, but with less hiccups along the way. The other things that I've subscribed to over the years, and it's not, it was before this program, but courage, candor, and cooperation. Courage to speak the truth and stand behind your words. Also, courage to admit when you're wrong. That's important for people to know and for you to know about yourself as well. Candor, give to the folks straight. You've got to be honest and, and straightforward. And they'll, the people may not like it, but the people will accept it far easier than they will sugar-coated whatever. That's a waste of people's time. Cooperation, you're going to cooperate with the folks who work with you, you work for, you work with in order to make this whole machine keep on running. Getting back to courage, I know that there's a, it's a bit of a dark time right now with the COVID virus, but I'll leave you with this little inspiration. Thanks for listening. Hey, 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 hey,